Welcome to the Crystal Guardian Podcast. My name is Caressa, and this is a show on which I share about my life as a healer and crystal artist. Here, we meet at the crossroads of creativity and consciousness, art and spirituality, giving a voice to the visionaries of today. Hello, hello, and welcome, everyone. I'm so happy that you guys are here. Today, I have with me Mariah K. Lyons, and she is a crystal healer. She is the author of Crystal Healing for Women and the founder of Astara, which is a wellness shoe brand. And Mariah is my teacher as well. I have done my crystal healing training one and two, and just last weekend, my advanced training with her. I think there are a lot of exciting things uh, still in the stars, and I am very, very happy to to share her here with you guys. Um, For me, without talking too much beforehand, but for me, um, what the training has given me has been such a deepening in the crystal world, also a remembrance of the ancient wisdom that is within them and really a a sense of honoring them, like really, really honoring them, being present with them, seeing them as entities. And that was something that I had in my space before, but now it has just strengthened so much. And uh, yeah, I can't wait to share her story and her energy with everyone. Hi, Mariah, how are you doing? Hi, I'm doing so well and I'm so excited to be here with you. Awesome. So before we dive into the fun crystal stuff, <laughs> do you want to maybe share your your background? I am a very big fan of your story um, mm-hmm. of why crystals are you know, such an integral part of your life because it does feel very special. And I'm sometimes a little bit jealous that I'm not in the crystal wahala of uh, the United States. <laughs> Here in the Netherlands, we only have uh, some selenite, some flint in the base, but it's, uh, you know, there's no mountains here. So yeah, I mean, it sounds so, so amazing. I would love to do like a rock hounding. Uh, oh my gosh, come out anytime. <laughs> we'll, we'll go on some adventures. I, I mean, I grew up in Utah. So I grew up the mountain, the Wasatch Mountains were literally my backyard. And it's a very, very high mineral rich deposit place. So I'm about 15 minutes from Park City and 10 minutes from Salt Lake City. And we're pretty much flanked by Park City was used to be a silver mine. And then there's a copper mine on the other side of the valley. And the mountains are filled with quartz and smoky quartz and limestone and granite and so many different minerals and just the surrounding area. There's geodes and topaz and there's so many stones literally within a 20 mile radius of where I was born. And it was just something of you know, I've always just had a really deep connection with the earth and with nature. And some of my favorite memories of a little girl were just, you know, laying on the grass with my bunny and communicating with her and communicating with the trees and just being in that space of communication with nature. We used to go to rendezvous on the local 
Native American reservations and there was a lot of trading that would happen and stones and crystals were always just kind of part of that experience. And also a lot of it, like even uh, gas stations in the area will have gemstones just like in the gas station. Like it's just kind of part of it's so cool. (laughs) Yeah. It's just kind of like part of the space. It's not, I mean, some of it is, you know, working with it energetically, but also just as specimens and as pieces of the land. So it was something that I was just was in and around my area growing up. And um, yeah, so I moved to I moved to New York. I was a dancer. So I moved out to New York City when I graduated high school. And that was kind of the first time of like being like really in a city city and away from nature. And I just kind of found myself, you know, going to Central Park every weekend and just like laying on the earth and just trying to ground as much as I can. And I think that really kind of started my remembrance and recognition of how important it is to stay connected to the earth and how important it was to my health and well-being to stay connected to the earth and these different elements. And then fast forward some years and my own health journey and meditation practice and deepening my own energetic and intuitive gifts, crystals came back into my life in a really big way of helping to attune my own gifts and open up myself to what was already there, but I just kind of really didn't have a language for it and also wasn't paying as much attention, let's say. So in that time, there were some books out and no one was really teaching classes on it. So I just kind of dove into my own (laughs) studies and exploration and really working with them. I mean, in the beginning, like I would meditate with a crystal for six months and like work with it really intentionally and specifically. And so I came to learn the different frequencies and the tones and the consciousness of these stones very intimately just through experience. And then later started teaching. So most of my work has been all really intuitive and what the crystals have taught me and what I've remembered from, you know, past experiences, past lives, if you will, and just kind of that sort of soul essence remembrance. And I'm constantly learning and seeking and, um, and exploring. How, how does that connection feel for you? The the connection to the crystals, because you say you've learned a lot from them, but you know, everyone has their own kind of way of, of, getting that knowledge. So how does that look like for you? It's a medley, if you will. Sometimes it's a knowing, sometimes it's visuals, sometimes it's messages. They, they speak like I am, I am clairaudient. So I do hear a lot. So they will, they will send through messages and information auditory, but Mm. oftentimes it's, it's also visions and remembrances of my past experiences on this plane, but usually other planes and dimensions and spaces that are really very connected to the crystalline consciousness and crystal technology. So I feel like so much of my work is really bridging that information of how crystal technology can be used in this time and in this space and in this collective evolution that we're in right now. That's beautiful. For me as well, I hear the crystals. Mm -hmm. So they can really shout and scream. And, Mm -hmm. um, you know, like I think that's one of the fun things about working with crystals. They are so clear in what they want. I feel sometimes a little bit stubborn, even, or it can have that, like, really, that kind of like that energy of 
nope, this is what I want. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And like, it, it, I find that it really teaches such a great practice of non-attachment, right? Because mm-hmm. it's, because like you said, they are very clear on their specifics and their, you know, their boundaries. I mean, you could really say boundaries of like what they want to do, what, where, where they're best suited, where they're best utilized. And I think it really does help to get out of the mind and out of the ego, because you're understanding that there is another element involved, that it's not just, you know, from a, from a space of, I'm going to have this stone do X, right? It's a really, it's a co-creation and that's that relationship with the consciousness as well and working together. And sometimes that's not going to match, right? Sometimes it's like, I've had so many stones that that I've loved that are meant to go to other people. And so it just is listening to, you know, being super present and getting out of your own way and getting out of the ego of what we, you know, and, and the mental space of what we think we want and surrendering to a greater unfolding and being part of a larger web. That's beautiful. I mean, that's that's one of my favorite things about the way that you teach. It's really a attunement to every individual crystal and what does that to you? Everyone's also everyone's individual energy system. So it's not amethyst does this and it will do that for you and you and you, but it's really all these different energy systems weaving in together and responding. That's really important. I really, I, I, I full wholeheartedly believe in that. And I know a lot of people really don't teach that way. And I think that a, it helps us to come back to knowing the self as healer and all of us individually being our own sovereign healer within Mm. and understanding that no system is the same. Like we're all coming with so many different, so many different internal designs, if you will, that are unique. So what is perfect for one person may not work as well for another. So there's understanding not only the self, but really reading into the energy and the tones and what actually is going to form harmony and what is going to um, come into that space of balance. Yeah, absolutely. I I just had a conversation with my intern this morning. She has a black tourmaline in her bedroom, which is usually something that I wouldn't uh, wouldn't recommend to anyone, but she had a want to protect herself in her bedroom space. And she's been she just said to me, like, I've slept so well and I felt so safe with that black tourmaline in my bedroom. And that was such a kind of a confirmation of this for me, right? It's the, what it's doing for her is maybe not something that you would just, you know, post on Instagram and be like, black tourmaline, put it in your bedroom. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. It's, it's so incredibly, incredibly beautiful to, to work with the crystals in this way. Because you said there weren't many teachers around you uh, when you were just starting out. Like, how did you really tune into kind of this layer of working with the crystals? Well, I will back up a little bit and say that crystal healing and working with the minerals in that capacity is probably one of the oldest forms of healing upon the planet. There have been different traditions and aspects of healing with the minerals pretty much found in every single culture and and every single ancient culture around the world since the beginning of recorded time. So when I was doing my own sort of personal exploration, it was both personal and exploratory. 
right? So my meditation teacher was a Buddhist uh, Tantra teacher. And so part of her lineage was also working with minerals for specific balancing effects within the body. So, you know, she had a specific lens that she was working with the crystals through. And that's what I found was that there's different lenses to really work, you know, to really view and to work with the minerals. It was an exploration of sort of what was present, but then also really allowing the crystals to teach me. I think they have really been the biggest teachers. What about you? How did you originally, like, how did you originally get into it? Well, I, I mean, my mom, she had crystals around the house when I was growing up, like every, everywhere. I had a giant amethyst geode in my bedroom since I was, I think, 10 years old. When I moved out of the house, there was this big chunk of black tourmaline that was hidden under my mattress um, that <laughs> got out and that had been there for years and I had no clue. <laughs> um, That's so it's been, yeah, it, like it's been kind of, planted everywhere, but I never really did much with it myself. My mom's also very, well, kind of private in, in a sense where she wouldn't share those things too much, or she wouldn't really put it on me that I had to kind of work with these things. So when I was I think 19, I started getting a bigger interest for my spirituality and kind of discovering that own my own path in that. And for me, it really clicked when I started creating with the crystals. To me, it was so different from just having them in your house and having them on like a windowsill or, you know, as in my case, having just a giant amethyst in your bedroom, which I'm 100% sure, you know, kind of does work on some level. But when I started making crystal grids, I started feeling my own energy intertwine with the energy of the crystal. And that's when I was like, wait a minute, there's a whole world here mm-hmm. that I hadn't tapped in before. And I felt that was such a waste of the crystals. And also having felt that felt a very strong longing to share that connection with more people because Of course, I mean, I don't want to say that it's bad to just have a crystal in your house and have it because it looks beautiful, because of course that does also work. But yeah, I just felt that there is so much more that they can give when you start working together and have that reciprocal relationship, right? Absolutely. Yeah. It's like, there's so much more just, Mm -hmm. yeah. And I completely agree. It's yeah. Even, even if someone just has it in their home because they think it's beautiful, right? It is still, it is still energetically attuning the space. And there's so much more that is available beyond that, that I think people are ready for, and they're, they're excited about, you know, it's not as fringe anymore, like at all. And you don't really have to explain it. You know, a couple mm-hmm. years ago, it was like people, you know, so many eye rolls uh, working with crystals. And now it's like people really understand it. And they're, you know, I think also opening up to their own sensitivities. And in that opening up to their own sensitivities, then they're able to, to feel the crystals and the minerals and the plants in a new way. Yeah. And then that starts to open up and expand even more. You know, it's happening at the perfect time. And I love that because that's exactly, 
like, I love just hearing your story of that aha moment and really feeling that tangibly and seeing an op- that opening of what else is possible with these tones and frequencies and with the crystals. And I really do believe that they've been waiting for that. You know, they've been waiting for us to get to that point on a larger scale. Mm. And it's happening, you know, and over the years and over the millennia, select few have known or held those secrets, if you will. Mm. And now just the way that everything's moving, it's like, I'm just so grateful that you have your podcast and you're sharing your message and your magic and and your your access to this space because it just helps to helps to spread that light and it helps to have other people then have those aha moments and start to open up and expand more and it's just this really beautiful wave upon wave that keeps undulating of this you know awakening process yes where do you see the future heading? Do you have some kind of vision? Crystal related. <laughs> That's a very like large energetic. I mean, <laughs> <laughs> like, do you have a specific or maybe not a vision, but a longing of how you mm-hmm. want to see mm. crystals be integrated in the world? Specifically with crystals? Or or energetically, but maybe. Yes. Well, I do firmly believe that we have the potentiality and the available timeline to us to see, to feel, to experience the new Eden on earth and and the new earth, if you will, or just this space of heaven on earth, really. And to me, that is a complete, you know, the vision that I keep holding is this interconnection between earth and humans and the space of harmony and flow that is in every single industry that is in the food industry, the healthcare industry, that, you know, the fashion industry It's in every single industry. And within that we come into deep harmony and balance with the earth. And from that, we're able to, again, find healing internally, externally, and mm-hmm. a deeper space of peace and oneness and harmony. And, you know, that's not to shun technology because it is also here. And so it is also something that we are expanding with and that we are cohabitating with as well. And, you know, we've talked about this in my training programs of of really, you know, this, the lessons from Atlantis and the lessons from Lemuria and can we, you know, can the two coexist? Can we have this space of, expansion and technological advancement and a really deep connection with nature and a refinement of our senses and sensitivities and spirituality and sensuality and community and just really coming to this space of wholeness within that is the vision that I'm holding and you know there's definitely different schools of thought of the bifurcation or different dimensional realms existing at the same time. And yet, can we create that heaven on earth where we are in this moment now? Can we continue to hold that vision of what we wish to see? You know, this is a very long-winded answer, but it's like the minerals have always been anchor points and they've always been activators and they hold energetic frequency fields upon the planet. 
and they've been used in, you know, different times and spaces for energy and for actual, you know, quote unquote electricity, if you will. So there's a way to harness the energy of the minerals, which has been used in many different applications, which moving forward, I do see will be used even in a more harmonious way and a more integrated way. It's it's really kind of that's ultimate or divine collaboration between the masculine and the feminine. Yep. Yep. That divine union. Yeah. Because that's really like what's happening right now of that, you know, the divine union within and then the divine union also in sacred partnership. Yeah. That divine union. I love that of really spirit and matter. Yeah, absolutely. Oh, I'm just getting happy thinking thinking about that. Yeah. I mean, uh, you know, we're already feeling those things and, and creating those realities, I feel. Absolutely. And the more that we tune into that and the more that we not tune into the fear, the separation or the division, but really tune into what else is present, right? Like what else is present, that love and that union. And the minerals really do help us to, you know, we talked about this as well. And you know, structure our own system, structure our own waters. They really do help to bring that balance and that harmony internally and externally. So they're a very integral part of this expansion. And and to me, there's no coincidence that there's more interest in crystals now than possibly ever before Mm -hmm. on this sort of mass scale. And I'm just excited to see how it continues to unfold. Yeah, me too. Me too. Because you were sharing before um, having the crystals or having that energy be integrated on all levels of the earth. Of course, you have your own shoe brand, Mm -hmm. uh, Astara, which I am 100% getting the moonstone sandals when I'm getting married. Like that's the one part of the whole wedding idea (laughs) that I have like locked out. I'm getting those. No. (laughs) <laughs> no second thoughts. They are beautiful, 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 like really gorgeous. And yeah, I mean, I'm I'm a sucker for making these sort of spiritual things that can have that stereotype of, well, maybe, maybe not so much in LA and you know, those places, but it can be a little bit muffy or, you know, kind yeah. of and I've and, never heard the word muffy. Yeah. <laughs> Sometimes I make up my own words. Um like <laughs> <laughs> Uh, it's a it's a feeling and it came out as as the word muffy I don't know but you know what I you know what I mean I know what I mean yeah yeah yeah, but you know like what you do and what I try to do in my uh, work as well is really make it applicable to the modern day and age that we live in and make it you know it's aesthetically pleasing as well and it's easy to connect to and in that way also making that translation easier I feel and that's yeah something that you do with your brand as well which I really love can you share how that started like what day was it when you were like I'm going to create these shoes oh my goodness well it came in a meditation actually and it the the download that came in was creating a shoe you know there was so much information coming in of how disconnected we've become to the actual earth and to the actual frequency of the earth and really that beautiful symbiotic relationship that happens and how the human body 
is meant to be connected to the earth. So the, so the download came in of creating a shoe that helps people connect to the frequency of the earth. So that was the original download that came in years before I even started working on it because like, the download came in and I, I was like, I, this is great. This is awesome. But I have no idea how to do this. Like I literally have zero idea how to even like where to even begin. Mm-hmm. And I was working for a fashion company actually at the time I was working for a luxury shoe company. And, um, so it kind of made sense. I understood it, like why it came in, but I just, again, didn't have the, the why. So it was a couple years later after I had left that job and after I was teaching and doing my own stuff and I'd been teaching crystal classes. And I remember actually speaking with a mentor of mine and I was kind of trying to figure out what my next thing was. And I, and I was like, you know, I just, I keep having this, like my guides keep telling me, I keep having this thing. I keep having this image come down. I don't really know what to do with it. And I was like, I keep having, you know, this, this message and this feeling to create shoes that connect to the frequency of the earth and also work with crystals. And the second I said it out loud, both of like the energy just completely shifted in the room and both of us just totally got chills. And it was that moment of almost verbalizing it out loud and just kind of saying what had been in the field. And I do a better job now, but I do a much better job now. Then I would, I mean, I've always been like, my guides have always spoken to me since I was little, but like, sometimes I wouldn't really listen to it, to be honest. And so it was just kind of be like, you know, these messages that would come in. Yeah. It was this, it was this recognition of alignment and it was this recognition of, okay, I'm going to vessel this through. And I spent about a year researching and um, Googling everything, calling any person that had any sort of, (laughs) and it's cool. And I think in that space, like, you know, just to kind of quickly finish this up for anyone that's, I mean, for any entrepreneurs that are starting new businesses and just kind of, you know, getting, getting your feet wet. It's like, I remember there was a grounding shoe company that was out that had gone out of business they were about to go out of business or close their business. They were pretty much the only grounding shoe that was available on the market at that time. And I remember emailing them and I somehow got connected to the CEO and the founder. And he like became a really great ally of mine. And he was helping kind of throughout the whole beginning process of figuring out how to do this. And I remember him one time being like, this is really hard to do. Like, I want to like, if, you know, he was like, (laughs) stop, like essentially like, you know, and I was like, I know I totally get it, but like, I'm not going to, you know, and it was just one of those things of, and he, Mm -hmm. I think he respected that even more and was just, you know, so he was so deeply helpful because I didn't, I had no idea of like the production and the sizing and the manufacturing and just all of the other stuff that goes into actually creating a physical, tangible good from scratch. So it was definitely like a really big, learning lesson and yeah and so it's been around a couple years now and it's been it's been a really beautiful journey thank you so much for sharing that i think you know hearing these kind of stories when you are just starting out is so healing because it reminds you that everyone starts from somewhere and you just kind of figure it out along the way right and it's yeah yeah, because you know, how do you go from having a vision of I have to create mm-hmm. rounding shoes to mm-hmm. actually having a pair in your hands? I mean, how yeah. did that feel the first time that you held 
or that you wore your own shoes. I get really shy about stuff like that, to be honest. Like I get, I don't know. I get like, I get really shy. I almost feel like my husband was like more excited than, you know, my husband at the time was like more excited than I was just because I was like, ah, what's happening? But no, it felt amazing. It felt like little, they felt like children. They felt like pieces of me. And, you know, the whole first round of production we used to apply the stones in a different way than we do now. And the whole first round came and the holes were smaller than my artisans were able to actually like put on to the shoes. So I hand drilled every single stone for like the whole first batch of production. And it took me weeks and we were already behind production. And it's like, I just... I literally stayed at my desk and I hand drilled every single stone for that whole first batch of production for all day, like into the night for a couple of weeks. And mm. there was something really special and sweet about that because I think that my energy and, and just love was poured into that. And yes, it was literally birthing like a whole new, a whole new thing that didn't exist in the world. You know, our first, Vogue like wrote the first article on us and that was like right when we launched and it was Mm. just really you know it like made all of those moments not worth it but just that much sweeter because it was out into the world and people were seeing it and you know it was new it didn't exist like no one had ever done that before and so it was also kind of starting to have the conversation and and pave and pave the way and start to have people look at fashion and, and its function in a different way but there were lots of tears. There were lots of like, I can't do this moments. And yeah, I mean, so many, like so many, I mean, I'll just share one last one because I feel like you have a lot of creative entrepreneurs in your probably like listeners, I would imagine. Yeah, absolutely. I gravely underestimated how much my production was going to be just like in all totality of just all of the pieces that go into it. Not gravely, but like I definitely did. So it was literally about a week before I had to like finish up paying for the first batch of production. I went to my mailbox and this was about, it was about like, I was going to be about 10 grand short. Like it wasn't crazy, but it was like, you know, I had already spent so much money on that, but I was just kind of like, I was like, quite substantial. Yeah. Yeah. It was quite substantial. So I went to my mailbox and there was like a check in it for literally the exact amount pretty much the exact amount that I had to pay. And it was some no way. like class action lawsuit from a company that I used to work for that I was like part of, I don't know, this lawsuit that they were like paying out or something. Like I had no, like I literally oh had my no idea I that, like, love that. that any of this was even happening. And like literally just went to the mailbox and like the money was there. And so it was interesting. I And I just share that in, in terms of like, I really do feel that if we're meant to do things and if it is for our highest good and for the greatest good, we will be supported in ways that our mind can't even quite fathom or orchestrate. Mm-hmm. And it just becomes about like continuing to take the steps and showing up and we'll be supported. And like that maybe sounds very airy-fairy, but it also is just, I mean, I've seen it time and time and time again. That's just where we, where we find that alignment and where we find that flow and where it is again for the greater good, there will be support that comes. 100%. I mean, when I hear these stories and it just, you know, to me, it's such a proof of 
divine flow that, you know, when, when something is meant to go, go into the world, when something is meant to be birthed, then things will happen to, to make it. Mm. I mean, I had my, my last podcast guest, Anas, he has a, a crystal infused skincare brand, such a great human being, but he, he kind of has a similar story of how everything just fell into place so that his brand could be birthed. And then, you know, what I love about these kind of stories, it's, it, you know, it starts with a vision that is bigger than you mm-hmm. and bigger than what you can ever imagine creating probably. And then you do it and it's, it's, you know, it shows that you can make your dreams come true and it's okay. If sometimes your dreams scare you a little bit and yeah. How, how did the crystals support you through that journey? Were also in selecting which crystals to work with or did they play a big role in the whole creation process? We launched with three different crystals and those were black onyx, rose quartz, and clear quartz. And the idea behind that was one that I wanted some stones that people were familiar with and that they have seen. And also the frequency of those stones are kind of denser, if you will, like middle ground and high ground, right? So so they had very distinct frequencies and very distinct tonalities. And within those tonalities, they were unique enough that really you could have all three of them and they're really having a very different frequency and vibration. And throughout, I mean, all of the stones are always cleansed. Um, They're always Reiki charged. And throughout the process, they really, they become an extension of you in a way. And it's, it's like in the beginning, I would ship out of, you know, our little bungalow in Venice and I would march down to the post office and start sending the shoes out. And it was like these like babies going out into the world and going out and doing their thing. Yeah. And in some ways, like I missed those early days because there was such a deep connection to where they were going and being able to communicate to the stones and the shoes before they went out to their mm. new owner and um, owner of the shoes, not owner of the stones. I will say steward of the stones yeah, they were just, it was just a really beautiful um, communication and symbiotic relationship with the stones on the shoes. Just for any listeners now who are not 100% sure what the shoes look like or how they work, can you quickly explain? In two different ways. There is a piece that is embedded in the sole of the shoe, operate on the ball of the sole of the shoe. That has been programmed at the same frequency of the earth at that Schumann resonance of 7.83 hertz. And each shoe also has a different crystal on it for a different specific intentionality. So I invite our community to set an intention with their shoes and set an intention with the stones so that every time they put on the shoes, it's almost ceremonial. And they're able to really attune to their intentions at that intention that helps to act as not only a physical reminder as they look down, but also an energetic reminder. So it's holding that frequency within their field, wherever they go. And that really helps to balance the harmony in their actual field, but it also really helps to set that intention for physical manifestation as well. Yeah. I love that. It's, it's a beautiful 
way to work with crystals, also with your crystal jewelry, that kind of stuff to have it, yeah, be that physical anchor points. Mm -hmm. Uh, It's also what I call the crystal grids. They're physical anchor Mm -hmm. points of uh, a specific energy. Yeah. I think one of the kind of benefits of the crystals as well, because they are physical and they are tangible Mm -hmm. And in that way, it's easier to uh, make that relationship with a specific energy or intention. Right now, uh, I'm doing an abundance Instagram course. And she was just talking about this as well. Um, uh, Her name is Cosmic Life on IG. She's Dutch. And she was sharing as well that, you know, making, putting an intention or putting an affirmation and tying that to a physical Anchor Mm -hmm. points really helps you step into that constant reminder of, right, Mm -hmm. this is what I'm doing. This is what I'm creating. This is the energy I'm inviting in. And yeah, I mean, crystals are the perfect, perfect tool for that. And I love, you know, bringing that intention into your wardrobe as well and having all aspects of your life be, yeah, be in line with the energy that you want to create for yourself and having that, you know, in your shoes and in the, you know, buying sustainable clothes, getting natural skincare to, you know, being a kind human being on the street to everyone. And to the extent that we can, of course, we're human, but having that full support in any way that you can and having your external world reflect how you want your internal world to be as Mm -hmm. well. I love that. That's beautiful. Is there anything that's because you have so much, so much wisdom on the crystals. And it's hard for me to pick anything or, or yeah, ask a specific question, but is there something that you would really feel like you want to share with more people or something about working with the crystals or having that relationship that feels important for you to bring out into the world right now? Great question. And I think what's really coming right now is I teach about this a lot. And I think that this is really an important aspect of strengthening intuition and finding ourselves as healer is really being drawn and working with the crystals that you're drawn to, not because you're drawn to them, not because of what the card says or what, because or what a book says or what you read on Instagram, but really starting to fine tune that internal navigational point of what our body needs and what our energy needs to come into coherence and to come into better balance and highest alignment. And it's starting to really strengthen that intuition of working with crystals intuitively versus coming at it from the mental space. Mm. What I really encourage people to explore is explore the minerals in your surrounding area, you know, go outside. If there, if there are, you know, if there's selenite or where, what did you say? There's not selenite in the Netherlands. There's flint, flint. yeah, but beautiful, right? Mm. Like how beautiful and being able to tune into the minerals that we have in our surrounding area and in our land and know that that is also holding a very specific frequency Mm. and starting to communicate with that. You know, if you're going into a crystal shop or even online shopping, just like start to play with going off of it energetically and intuitively versus what you think you should. I mean, I just did this the other day, selecting, you know, flower essences from 
from someone and it was i i literally just go through it and whatever speaks to me i immediately know that there's a there's a strong connection and that that there's a there's a relationship dynamic that's happening between my body and field and x y and z and so i think that that is really something that's important right now as people are starting to work with crystals more is go towards the ones that you're really intuitively drawn towards and meditate with them sleep with them like have them you know have them under your pillow like take them in the bath with you if they're able to go in the bath with you like really start to develop that intuitive relationship and connection and that will open up more than any book ever could oh yes 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 yeah i mean that was it was one of my favorite things to do as well that we did in the course to dive into the crystals of the place where I'm from, the Netherlands, mm-hmm. which I had no clue. And when you talked about it, I was like, of course, why, why do I not even know this? You know, it's not a very present thing here. We have one mine here in the Netherlands specifically for, yeah, mainly selenites, you know, anything that kind of comes up here, which is not, uh, uh, not much, but yeah, it's so interesting to look at what are those energetics and what is happening here as well in this specific place of the earth. One of my favorite things as well, what we did in the course was to really connect with the piece of land that the crystal was from without per se knowing where it's from, but trusting mm-hmm. that it has this energetical line and connection to the place in the earth that it originates from and and being able to energetically tap into that and again having that crystal as the anchor points of that whole wide store of knowledge and you know it's a magical kind of world that starts opening when you dive into it and i of course wish and uh, i think you uh, you share the same wish that many many more people start working with crystals and connect with them them in these ways because i also think that when you connect with the crystals in this way mm-hmm. it is harder to not look at the ethical part or the sustainable part of harvesting crystals which is sometimes an issue and yeah when when you know kind of starting that ripple effect of more and more people connecting with the places in the earth where they are from and then of course i mean when you start connecting with a place yeah you can't look the other way right it's almost impossible to not care about what happens to that place as well um, exactly and mm. and remember you know it also helps us to tune into again that their place throughout the globe in very specific areas to be able to anchor certain points and certain grid points. So there is a beautiful divine orchestration that's happening. And we can, you know, just like you were discussing, tuning into the energy of the land where the stone came from, we can also tune into that stone and tune into that energy of the land without having the stone in our hand, right? So I think also as we get more into the conversation around sustainable, you know, practices around mining, it's also important to remember that more is not more and that we can tune into these frequencies on a vibrational scale and we don't always have to have them in the physical form. Absolutely. I mean, we've done this and it works. It works so good. It's so, so strong and all 
usually all it really needs is just your intention and your energy because you know maybe it sounds to someone who's never done that maybe it can sound a bit like okay but how do I you know yeah how do I even do that uh if I don't have the physical crystal or you know even having a physical crystal seems hard but yeah I mean I can speak from from the experience of your students that every Mm -hmm. single person was able to tune into that energy and it just needs Mm -hmm. your intention and awareness and maybe you want to share a bit more on that of what you feel is important in that space to tune into crystals purely energetically yeah I I mean you know we definitely get more into this in the training but I do feel that it is really important to be able to remember that these are frequencies and tones that are in physical form and so those tones and those tonalities can be tuned into internally quantumly beyond the physical space that starts to get into the crystalline consciousness and the crystalline the crystalline dimensions and really starting to work with them and tune into them as an energy as a tone as a frequency as a signature that exists within us already and exists because we are the totality of all we can tune into that and we don't always necessarily need that physical form. Amen. <laughs> but they are really pretty and very potent as well to have in physical form. So. Um, oh, yeah. I, I'm a little bit of a magpie at heart as well, you know. <laughs> I mean, that's the beauty of them as well. They they speak to you in many, many ways. And one of the ways that they draw you in is through their beauty. Exactly. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. Mm. yeah. One one last question that I want to ask you is something I ask all my guests to when people feel very inspired about your story and everything that you've done to kind of ask what was either a book or a teacher, a person, a play, you know, any kind of source of inspiration that you had that was very important for you on your journey. That is a tricky one because there's been <laughs> so many. I know there's so many books, right? And all of them have have so many books, so many teachers. I will say that I've been very blessed with really amazing teachers along my way, really amazing mentors along my way. Two books are coming up right now, uh, Bringers of the Dawn and Sorcerer's Crossing. Both of those books held for me more soul remembrance and a a different understanding of, of energy. And I will say probably the biggest teacher and ally has really just been, not just, has been the earth and has been, has been Gaia. And she, through working with plants, through working with the minerals, I learn from her every single day. So it's, you know, I feel that she is continued ally and, and mother and support and the biggest teacher potentially in this lifetime for me as well. That is beautiful. Thank you. Thank you. Mm -hmm. Thank you so much for sharing, doing all the things that you do. Are there any ways that you would want to want people to find you if they want to do a crystal healer training with you, for example, Mm -hmm. like how, if we want to get your shoes or get your book, you know, kind of share, um, share how we can find you, what you're offering. First off, this has been so fun. We could talk Mm -hmm. about crystals all day you can find me at mariah k lyons on 
social, all social channels. And my shoe line is Astara. So that is at Astara, A-S-T-A-R-A. The website is astaracollective.com. My website is mariahklyons.com and you can sign up for the waitlist for future live crystal trainings and also recorded crystal trainings. And those are certified accredited crystal trainings. And as you know and can attest to, it's, it's definitely a deep dive into the space and a really integrated curriculum for knowing and understanding and working with the minerals. Yeah. Besides that, I have another program coming up, which I'm starting in the new year. And I, and I do some small mentorships throughout the year as well. So I usually take on like two to four mentees a quarter. And, um, that's been something that's been really fun over the last couple of years to explore as well. Beautiful. And I mean, I can hundred percent attest to, um, your training, I mean, like I remember sending you a message at the beginning, kind of double checking because there are so many trainings out there which solely focus on, you know, this crystal does this and this crystal does that and this is how you communicate with them. And I felt like, you know, I had done that. I had, you know, read all the books and um, kind of obtained that side of everything. And I was just like, okay, there have to be, there, there have to be people out there who are teaching that extra step that integrated what you mm -hmm. said as well, way of working with the crystals. And, and, you know, I was skeptical going in, not because I didn't really love you and what you were offering, because that, you know, was what definitely pulled me over the line. But I, I was just so happy with everything. And of course there's stuff that's, I already knew, but it's just, it's also so interesting to hear someone else's perspective on things and to, you know, there, every single class, there were these nuggets of wisdom falling into place. And yeah, it's been a big, big joy to learn from you. So thank you for that. Mm -hmm. I am so honored. It was, it was so fun to have you in class and to have you in that space and to be able to feel The minerals run through you and we've talked about this before of just how deeply 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 seated they are within you your essence and within you and it's just really beautiful to see them weave their way through you and out into the world it's like it's such a blessing and i just i i just get very excited and i think that that's what's really important too about this time and space is understanding that like you know, and that was my intention with Astara is I really do feel that to create systemic change, it's like it happens in every single industry and in every single space and everyone owning their unique gifts and how energy runs through them in a unique way. And, you know, if I just told you guys to memorize certain things, I think it would take away from sometimes the unique interpretation that everyone has and how the minerals are going to run through different people. And then it's really fun to see how students take that information and run it through their body and then create these incredible things out in the world. And that's what gives me hope. And that's why I love teaching and why I'm still teaching. So. <laughs> uh, thank you. Thank you. Thank you so much. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you guys for listening. It's been a joy to share this one with you. I 
Wish you all a beautiful day, a beautiful week, a beautiful life. Speak soon.